This is Valley Views, our weekly conversation with influential and interesting folks from around the Wet Mountain Valley. Today's guests on Valley Views are Mike Brannan and Omero Pena from the local pickleball group. Gentlemen, welcome to the program. Well, thank you. Good Hello, to see you here. thank you. So, pickleball, how popular is it in the Wet Mountain Valley? I've seen it grow, but Mike can say a little bit more about that because he's been here longer and he, st- he established the group here. Eight years ago, there were four or five of us that played, and now there's maybe, you know over 30 probably. And each Now, people come and go in the valley, as we all know, but recently we've been adding a far more than, than have been leaving so that we're, we're using all four courts over in Silvercliff in the summertime, and that, that's new. That's probably the first Maybe the first time was last summer that we started to use all four courts. Okay. So, so what draws the pickleball players together demographically? Uh, what, what common characteristics have they? Well, of course, in the Valley, so many of us are, are older. So a lot of the folks are older, retired folks. But we currently have several that are uh, younger people that are playing. I think the common characteristic is people that, that, that want to get a little exercise and want to spend some time with other people. We play doubles, so there's a lot of visiting. Uh, on the days that we're full, you're waiting a little bit and you're visiting. So it's people that want to get a little exercise and, and uh, spend a little time with other folks. Outside or inside? Do you have options for both? I'm going to let Omero talk about inside because he, he established that for us last year. Up until now, we've been playing outside. Beginning about six years ago, we moved out to the Silvercliff, what was an old hockey rink, and we have four courts out there. Prior to that, we were using the Hermit Road, one of the tennis courts had pickleball markings on it, and a handful of us would play there occasionally. And the tennis people didn't particularly care for it, so it was excellent when Silvercliff built some course for us. Okay. And, Omero, you're working on an inside solution. I am. It's, we've already uh, have a solution for that. When I first came, I was new to the game a year and a half, retired from California. I've heard of pickleball, but I didn't even know what it was. I was having a cup of coffee here, and I met Ron Self. Self. At the coffee shop, first time, just struck up a conversation, and I asked him, what's going on here in town? And he told me, come play pickleball. That Wednesday, I went out, and I was played pickleball. I didn't have anything. I went in street clothes. I said, I want to play. <laughs> and one of the members said, here, I got a racket. She went out to her car, got a racket. I was playing that day, and I was competitive that day. It was quite fun and quite easy to pick up. The problem is here in Silvercliff, the weather outside, it's really hard and you don't get consistent play. And me coming from California, I wanted something all the time. And going out to Phoenix, Arizona, where my son lives, you can play all year round. So I wanted to create, so I approached Mike and I approached the people at Lang Hall if we could use their facility for pickleball. So we created this pickleball court there, one court, and uh, in the winter we can play year round, which improves the game. Everybody games, games it's a little bit different. There's no wind out there. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, the court is a little bit different. There's some structural things that need to happen because it's a little tighter, and so. But it's it's a doable, and it was and it worked out well. And I found that in there that we playing all year round that the pickleball players that didn't play all year round improved, and that that's how how it started. Just so you know, Gary, we we've always played all year round. We would always clear the courts of snow. As soon as you get the white off of the courts. You know, the balance will melt and and evaporate, and uh, shame you don't have pictures on radio. We have lots of pictures of playing in the snow. (laughs) Very cool. 
So given the various racket games, tennis, squash, racquetball, how did pickleball get in the mix? Well, I'm going to let Omero talk about the founding of the game and the people that started the game. But I say about the game that it's a cross between tennis, ping pong, and badminton. And if you think about those three sports, you've encompassed all the things that are in, in, in the game of pickleball. But the other part of that answer, Omero, why don't you take the, uh, how the game was founded? Well, people think that pickleball is a recent new game. It's not. It's been around since 1965. And it was created by a family, families in Washington. There was three or four families in Washington. One of the members was an assemblyman of Washington, and they created the game to keep the kids, their families busy. So what they did, as Mike said, they created the game and structured it around badminton. And uh, so it's basically the badminton scores. They lowered, lowered uh, the net, and they used uh, those, uh, the pickleballs, the uh, hard plastic balls, uh, and, and they used the paddles from ping pong, and they had the same scoring system. And that's how the game evolved. Now, there's, there's tales out there how the game was named Pickleball, and nothing really has been substantiated. They call, they were, one of the tales was that it was named after the dog, their dog Pickles, and that Pickles would go into the kitchen. The kitchen is the area seven feet from the net that you can't enter unless the ball enters into. It's one of the, one of the things about Pickleball. You just got to remember that you can't go into the kitchen unless the ball bounces in the kitchen. And so they named it Pickles because the story was they named it Pickles because when they were playing, Pickles would go into the kitchen and they call it the kitchen and take the balls and he ran in the kitchen. So they <laughs> named it the kitchen and that was the tale. But come, come to find out that's been debunked because the, uh, they, to they talked to the people that developed the game and Pickles, they, na they named Pickles after the game. So they, <laughs> nobody knows how really the, the name Pickleball came up. Okay, it is an interesting name. I'll, I'll give you that. What about current equipment? The ball looks like a, an old wiffle ball. Right, very much like a wiffle ball. If you, if you saw it in a distance, you'd think it was a, the thing we used to play baseball with to, to not hit it too far. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a racket? It's a paddle? It's a paddle. It is now bigger than a, than a ping-pong paddle, substantially bigger. Ping-pong paddles are not a whole lot bigger than my hand. Pickleball paddle is the size of both of my hands mm -hmm. in all directions. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, let me ask about the local courts. Does the town of Silvercliff maintain them? Did they build them? It's, it's sort of been a combination. The courts were first built. Gene Badon and Tom Flower marked the courts off for us when Silvercliff gave us a go-ahead to use that what was an old hockey rink and to start establish pickup courts on them. So they did the lines, and we paid for those first nets, but then Silvercliff reimbursed us. And that's kind of been the standard. Each time we do something, we'll usually do it, and then Silvercliff has seemed like always reimbursed us. So I'd say we maintain them, but they are covering the expenses of it. Kinda. Okay. So pickleball can be played with singles or doubles. If you've got four courts, that's 16 players if you're doing doubles. Is that, is that the norm? Yes, we almost entirely play doubles. The only time we would really play singles, other than a couple of our players who, who are in shape enough to do that, um, mostly we only play singles when we're waiting for a court. There are two players waiting instead of four, so you just play singles for a few minutes until another game ends. And when does this happen? A certain day and a certain time or certain days and certain times? Yeah, that, that's kind of controversial. Some of our players now want to play um, every day, like Omero may talk about that. We've always played Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, starting about 9 and ending about 11.30 or 12. 
since I went back to Arizona and go travel back forth uh, from Arizona, it's an everyday game. If you want to get addicted to something, come and play pickleball with us. And locally, there are not teams like a bowling league. It's, it's the ultimate mixer. Is that right? That's correct. One of our choices as a, as a pickleball club is to have everybody play with everybody rather than to establishing the players of a certain level play over here and the players that maybe are more beginners or are more relaxed about it play over here. We, we have everybody play with everybody. And you may occasionally get a real competitive game, but that's happenstance. We don't make it a point to do that. Mm-hmm. Other clubs make a different choice. Like in Canyon City, who has six courts, three of them are for their advanced players and three of them are for everybody else. So there's a clear, I'm in the, the big kids group and you're in everybody else. And we don't want that in our club or we haven't up till now thought of okay. that as part of our club. Most sports have the potential for certain injuries. Does that happen in pickleball? I used to say this was a great game for no injuries because you, you don't get tennis elbow, you're not, you don't get golfer's elbow. Turns out you do get injuries. Most of the injuries occur when people first come out, particularly if they're older and they haven't played a sport in a few years. You, you try to do something that your body's no longer capable of, and then you can get injured just from that or you can fall. Omero got injured when he first started. Yes, I, I broke my ribs. <clears throat> I tripped over my shoe or something, and <laughs> and it was a freak accident. That generally doesn't happen. I fell on my shoulder, and I continued to play, thinking, okay, it's just bruised a little bit. Later to find out, I broke two ribs. Oh, wow. So I was out for a couple. But that's that doesn't happen. That hardly ever happens as a freak type thing. So. Well, it's, it's not uncommon for a new player to come out and get injured. And some of them heal up like Omero did, and they enjoy the game enough, they come back. And other ones we never see again after the <laughs> So pickleball seems to be a fast-growing sport. I'd never heard of it before. Now you see it on TV. Is that the case? That's correct. There's professional leagues now, and there's younger people getting involved, and there's money to be made for the younger people. I don't know. There's, there's a master's class, too. The older people do uh, compete in professionals. But as far as America, it's 2.5 million people are playing pickleball. And if you go to the big cities, like in like in Gilbert, Arizona, where I go and play, you, there's like 20 courts, and they're all tied up, and they're very, very busy. What's extraordinary about it is the young kids are coming in and playing, and they're, and they're loving the game. And so the high schools are starting, some states are starting, Title VI is starting to pick it up, and they're starting to have high school games, and they're, they're trying to implement that into to teaching it in high school. My daughter-in-law is a high school teacher, and she teaches it, and the kids play that in gym, and they love it. I've seen that growth, too, Gary. I learned it here, here in the West Cliff Valley, when I went back to Austin, because I was part-time at the time and, and spending the winters in Austin. There were courts all over the place in Austin and people playing, but I recently revisited those same courts, and they're even more crowded now. This game, you know, <laughs> The game is growing. As you think of the various racket games, some of them, like tennis, a game will go on a long time. Some of them, like ping pong, they're shorter. How, how long is a normal game? So this is closer to ping pong. It's an 11-point game. Depending on the skill of the players, you might hit it a whole lot of times on each point. So it could last 15 minutes, but it could also last just 5 to 10 minutes. And I say our average around here is about 10 minutes. Now, if there's somebody out there in radio land who's thinking, hey, this looks like it could be fun to... What, what is their next step? I suspect they can stop by and just observe? Absolutely. We have people that, that come to observe, and often they end up playing if, if they're wearing their tennis shoes, as Omer said, playing in his street clothes the first time he walked out there. All of us carry extra paddles, just about. So there's always somebody who will loan you a paddle, and mm-hmm. you can come 
play. We play, as I said, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday about 9. We have a WhatsApp group to communicate with each other because, as O'Mara pointed out, sometimes you get wind or rain and you don't want to play outside. But if it's a day that's, that's not too windy, that mm-hmm. the sun is out, you're going to find people between 9 and about noon over at the far end of Silvercliff. Okay. If I want to outfit myself to play, uh, is there a certain kind of shoe, a certain kind of clothing? Uh, obviously, there's a, there's a paddle and uh, specific balls and all. Yeah. So well, as I say, the first time you come out, you probably want to borrow a paddle to learn mm-hmm. what kind of paddle you like to play with. We've got plenty of balls. Omero's given us a massive cache of balls. Thank, thanks, Omero. You're welcome. Some people go and buy pickleball shoes. I just wear regular tennis shoes, and I do fine with it. Part of it is understanding your balance and all and what you can do. Mm-hmm. So. I'm one of those that I like to spend money in my stuff, and you can spend up to $300 on a paddle. And the differences in the paddle is, is the give in the paddle that they call it something. They call it dinking. You'll learn that if you mm-hmm. come out. Dinking is the game stays in the kitchen, and you just dink it back and forth. And you yeah. can do d- different maneuvers, different strategies. It's a strategy game. You start learning the strategy of pickleball, where to hit the ball, how to hit the ball, and it's also a patience game. You learn how to be patient. If you're not very patient, you're probably not going to be very good at pickleball. <laughs> so I've learned that. I've learned. To be patient through pickleball. Isn't that weird? I'm almost mm. 60 years old now, and I'm now learning patience. So that's a, that's a great game. Th- great thing about the, the game. It is like, it's a lot more fun than golf, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a lot more, it moves a little bit faster. At an older, older age for me, you know, I, still have, I can still have the quick hands and the mobility. It helps us with mobility, and that's why it's a great game for, for people our age. Okay. That's a good sales pitch for why people should try it out. Mike, why should people come and uh, at least observe? Oh, I don't know about observing. We're that much fun to watch, but, but <laughs> they should come see if they want to play the game. Mm-hmm. It really is an enjoyable game. And as I say, ours is a social group, so you meet a lot of nice folks, all different kinds of folks. And it's a good game for exercise, as O'Mara pointed out. I'll give a plug for golf. I still like golf quite a bit, too. But, <laughs> but um, you get a little more exercise playing pickleball. Okay. Mike, if someone wanted more information, what's the best way to uh, do that? I think the best answer is just to come by and see us on a Monday, Wednesday, or Friday. Maybe wait till 930, because that's when I get there. Other people get there at 9, but I typically get there about 930. Um, just come watch the game. And, and we generally always talk when we see them come up to the courts and uh, – We'll find out your interest and, and just, you know, tell you about the game and see if you have an interest in it. By the way, Gary, there's an interesting point there. Any player who plays racket sports and already has that hand-eye coordination and movement will learn the game and possibly be a decent player, as O'Mara pointed out, the first time they come. Mm-hmm. If somebody not done very much athletics at all and doesn't have the, the ball hand-eye, it'll, mm-hmm. it'll take longer, obviously. Uh-huh. So hopefully there's some folks out in Radio Land who will hear this interview who will stop by in the next couple of weeks. Absolutely. We have people stopping by now, and once they hear this, I'm sure it'll grow. Don't you think, Amaro? Yes, and, and there's no charge for anything. It's growing so, uh, so big. I was in Colorado Springs yesterday, and I went to the indoor courts, and that's where they start charging to play pickleball. Mm-hmm. And it's gotten so big that there's a lot of indoor courts in the big cities. So for whatever we do, there's really no charge for anything. When we play in Lang, there's a small, small charge, and it depends on how many people play. Okay. Guys, thanks for stopping by. Well, you welcome. You bet. Enjoy the visit, Gary. We've been visiting with Mike Brandon and Omero Pena on Pickleball. My name's Gary, and we'll see you next time on Valley Views. 
You've been listening to Valley Views on KLZR 91.7 FM. Valley Views airs Tuesdays and Thursdays at 7 a.m. and 6 p.m. and again on Saturdays at 10 a.m. Valley Views is produced by the volunteers of KLZR 91.7 FM. I'm walking on a rainbow with my feet on solid ground. I'm walking on a